0: Okay, episode two, uh, waiting for review. So presumably, Dave, we're now internet famous. Now we've got the
1: first episode out. Yep, we got the first episode out last night. Um, and that seems to have gone out on and around Twitter reasonably well. That's
0: awesome. Um, so today, um, we thought we'd talk about what's been in the news regarding Apple now allowing developers to respond to user reviews which for me um, is awesome. I'm delighted they've taken this step. I mean, there's been a few really cool things they've done with the App Store since Phil Schiller's been taking it over. What was that, about a year ago? Now? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm right in saying. Um, be interesting to see how we individually sort of take advantage of this um, with our different apps and how that will affect us. For me, personally... Um, The app, one of my main apps, uh, remote control for Kodi, the home theatre system, Um, it kind of involves a little bit of setup on the user's part, and I've tried to streamline that as much as I can with the iPhone pairing with uh, your installation of Kodi, but nevertheless people still do have issues, not necessarily the fault of my app, um, (laughs) obviously, Um, but yeah, you know, they might have the config wrong on on the Kodi side, and in which case, my app would never work with it, no matter. Yeah, you know, if I code it perfectly, it, it, it would just never work. So I sometimes get some one star reviews. Um, there's been a few instances where people have have got in touch through like my support channels, yeah. Um, and in those cases, I've been able to help them out and get them on their way. And actually, that's turned in turned a negative into a positive. They come away really happy with
1: the experience. I've had some similar experiences myself, actually, in terms of be- because I've been able to be quite responsive when I've had that sort of interaction. Um, I mean, I've got Zendesk monitoring my support email. Um, I get a push notification, obviously, if anything comes through. Um, and I think just being relatively quick and being there, um, like you say, has been enough to kind of turn a negative into a positive. Yeah. Um so I mean I I'm I'm hoping that this sort of update when it comes through it enables that kind of interaction um a little bit more
0: uh, I no I, th- I think you hit on something there speed being everything um I noticed over Christmas I got myself a one star review because I uh wasn't quick enough on the turnaround because we had family over and life was pretty hectic in that yeah, well, I'm sure you know the week between Christmas and New Year's just like a, a, a time blur, isn't it? Yep. Um, and one person deemed I wasn't quick enough on the uptake on, on a support email, and and that that cost me a one star review, which well, is gutting.
1: Really, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, there's absolutely at the moment there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. It, it sits there forevermore, and and that is the you know the bane of every developer, really. Yeah. Um. It will be interesting to see, because I know like th- when the reviews come through, there's a little bit of a lag, isn't there? So I, I post a review, and it doesn't necessarily go immediately onto the apps listing. Um, right, okay. So I-, I certainly know when you've got only got a few reviews, it sort of seems it builds up, doesn't it? So you, you have to have so many, and then they kind of display. Um, you get the ratings build up, and obviously it builds that average up. Um, But I'm not sure if I post a review, it shows immediately on the app's page. Um, So it'd be interesting whether there's any kind of ability to triage a little bit, you know, in terms of, if do I get a notification that somebody said something? Can I speak, can I reply and speak to them quick enough to kind of replace some of that support interaction?
0: Sort of put the fire out quickly kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not necessarily in any... Case of wanting to be able to get rid of a negative review, um, but more in a sense of, like you say, being able to turn that interaction into a positive, um, being able to be there quick enough so that you can help them when they had the problem. Um, And for my mind, I don't really care whether that changes the review situation or not. It's more about whether I can actually keep a happy customer in the longer term. Mm hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether the, the, the ability to respond uh, for the, from the developer side actually gives us that speed or whether it is going to be kind of a you know, the review comes through, it grinds through the system you get the opportunity to reply as and when and then that gets onto the system and grinds through as well uh, I, hope, I hope it gives um,
0: indie developers a chance to shine a little bit as well Um I was looking at TripAdvisor and there was this big hotel chain and whenever anyone writes a comment, good or bad, there's like a stock response for the good and a stock response for if it's a bad review. Yep. Um, and I don't know whether some of the bigger developers um, would maybe go down that road. Yeah. Which would allow people sort of like us, sort of one man bands who, uh, you know, if I get a bad review, it's not like it. Yeah, just affects the company in some way. It affects me personally. I don't, I don't like it. I hate to read it. Yeah. It makes, you know, it makes me sad if you get a bad one. It's like, oh damn it. And, you know, especially if it's, if it's something that wasn't your fault, it's, yeah, you know, like you said, I just said, it's kind of frustrating from that aspect. Um, if it is your fault, then yeah, you, you feel pretty terrible as well. And kind of good that you can go and fix it, I suppose. But
1: absolutely. And I think for me, certainly in this, in this sort of the early stages as well, um, I took it very, very personally. You know, it's a sort of, oh my God, I need to drop everything. I need to deal with this now. Um, and I did a couple of times essentially sort of go, right, I've, I've got to go and do this this evening, um, you know, and, and, and get on with it immediately. Um, so I think you're right in terms of being able to sort of give that level of feedback, indie developers potentially... Can, can do a little bit more than the stock responses. That's um, well, certainly the way I want to treat it. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of in the back of my mind. I wonder whether customers might sort of look at the reviews to see what kind of app it is, because if you know you've kind of got a, you know, like quite a passionate indie developer behind it that you can see is like writing unique, useful, genuine responses to every every review, you might think, oh, wow, yeah, maybe I'll get this app instead of another one from a much larger sort of corporation type developer um i don't know maybe 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 it'll sway people
1: um i think it might help build um like a level of trust in your personal brand um because like you say that comes across they can see that it's not stock responses they can see that the developer cares that it's actively supported um that could be really quite helpful uh certainly with the the sort of um video mixing product that I've got. Um, that's the sort of image that I want people to take away. I want them to know that, yeah, okay, it is me on my own developing this app, but that's the point. It's me on my own developing this app, and if you need any support with it, I am here.
0: With the um, the screenshot, I don't know if you saw this kind of screenshots that have been going around the internet um, with regard to the dialogue box that comes up um, now for prompting users for reviews. Yeah. Have you you had a chance to see that? Yeah, I've seen that. One thing I wondered was whether they would include an option to go direct to support rather than leave a, like if they've hit a problem and that box comes up soon afterwards, chances are you might get a one star review. Yeah. But I didn't know whether perhaps there'd be any benefit in having, um, sort of a link to you know get support or something underneath so that the user might try a traditional support route first yep. before leaving the one star review. Um, it doesn't look like they have. Um, what I can see here is tap the number of stars you'd give us on a scale from one to five. And what's also interesting there is whether once you tap the star that you're going to give, yep. you then get a chance to write as well? Or whether it is purely just a just a star
1: feedback yeah because if it is just a star feedback then that's actually going to have the effect of reducing the amount of reviews that I get um, it might increase the amount of, of ratings I've got but I could imagine people will just leave it at that you know
0: we'll just give a star
1: yep yeah and if you get just a one
0: star it's like well why yeah <laughs> that's that's feedback but
1: not particularly useful feedback no um, Um, And I don't know about you, but um, you you sort of have to fight for all the feedback that you get anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, like I say, some of my my earliest feedback was sort of from support and from having an email sort of saying something's wrong. Um, It's been really difficult to get feedback on, okay, what's right? What do you love? um, And that sort of thing about the app um how, how how do you go about getting sort of user feedback for your apps at all Is most it-
0: of it most of it comes from the people that do email for support if they're having trouble with connectivity or anything like that um first of all super grateful to those people for wanting to get the support rather than leaving a one-star review thank you um, yep. <laughs> but um generally you, you know, once you get a couple of emails going back and forth, you you, know, you build up a, a bit of a rapport with them, and then uh, that usually turns into um, a feature request. Yeah. Um, so I kind of keep um, uh, a, a Google spreadsheet of the, the requests that I get, and I keep a tally as to how frequently they a- appear. Yeah. Um, and from there, I can take a view on the features I've already got sort of on the roadmap that I want to add and then I can kind of prioritise what people are asking for Um, because you've got to be careful because when someone emails you with a feature request they can make it seem like this is the most important thing you could ever do for the app and then it'll be perfect once you add this one feature Um, but then of course that might not be true for everyone else so you you have to take a a balanced view on it
1: Absolutely Um, I think the approach that you're describing there is pretty similar to what I've done myself actually as well. Um, In terms of I've set my roadmap, I've kind of got my plan for where I think things need to go. Um, And then it's a case of when I've had that feedback come through, similar to yourself, I kind of upvote or downvote certain features on that roadmap. Yeah. Um, So it's not a case of any one person sways the whole of the app. Um, But yeah, enough of the same sort of feedback and that will divert what I'm sort of spending my attention on. Um, Because, yeah, you you try and fulfil for that one person and you can completely ruin the rest of the app.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had had one person email me once asking if I could add a feature by a certain date for them. Um, Because they they were, um, yeah, they had some event coming up or something. I was like, "Um, I can't can't really do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, some of the... um, I have had it before where someone's emailed me back um, after a, you know, just a polite back and forth about features and what they'd like to see. Yeah. I don't think it was very long, like maybe inside a week, sort of like, have you done it yet?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, so, okay, let me explain how this works. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a little bit of that as well. Um, In fact, similar to yourself, I had um, somebody request, you know, are you going to have this feature in and when because we want to do something with it on our side. Um, and this was a, it was a marketing firm. Um, somewhere I think Sweden, um, they were looking at using my hologram app to do something that was going to promote a product for one of their clients. and they, they wanted a um. specific feature for it. They wanted the ability to export the videos out of the app so then they could try and use them on, um, on larger screens. Um, sort of taking them out of the phone and and, and elsewhere um, and I mean there's a number of different ways you could do that you don't need an app to make a four sided video uh, you could use After Effects or anything like that um, but regardless they were looking at my app and they wanted to be able to export it out uh, so yeah they came at me with this this request and, and sort of saying you know, when can you get this done and um, I actually took that down a more of a route of, well, I can do this in the time that you're saying, but actually I'm. I, we need to talk about maybe doing this as a one-off thing for you or, or to turn this into a sort of um, a, a separate thing. Um, and if you've got... It was bud- like
0: consulting about that. Yeah.
1: Point. Yeah. And, and, and the conversation I took the tone of, well, if you've got the budget, absolutely. We can talk about doing this tomorrow. <laughs> um needless to say the budget didn't come through um and the, the conversation sort of dried up fairly quick um but it was i think it was useful to kind of relay that back to them that um you know I'm not just gonna jump and change exactly what I'm doing with an app just because of that one request um but equally I'm not adverse to to kind of collaborating and doing something appropriate for what they were up to
0: no, I think I think that's fair. I mean, I I don't know what the sale price of the app was at the time, but I, I can imagine even if you spend an hour on it, you're probably going to be out of pocket in terms of an hourly rate on that, aren't
1: yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's in there at the moment for about, um, I think it's about £2 it's in. I, I have adjusted the price about a month ago. Um, so, yeah you know, just any amount of time really. Um, Please
0: do all of this work for two pounds. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's just not not really viable. I mean I've I've kind of at the moment that app is chugging away as it is. It'll get an update at some point, but it's it's very much when I've got the leisure time to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, understand. Um so the other thing which has come out is the API where you can trigger a request to the user to submit an app review. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence about how I would use this. I don't know if you've had any thoughts about where it could go within your apps, but I, I kind of come at it from the point of view that just interrupting the user is possibly a little bit, might cause friction.
1: It's tricky to know exactly where. Um, I certainly don't want to just interrupt the user while they're using the app in general. Um, Especially
0: as yours is for live performances.
1: Exactly. Um, (laughs)
0: Can you imagine that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just not not appropriate at all. Um, And I'm glad that they've kind of made it an API that the developer controls rather than just sort of Apple decides... I'm going to randomly ask you to rate this app or something mm. like that. You know, you, you load the app up for, it's, maybe you've done it 10 times and on the 11th time you open it up and it prompts you straight away. That would still be clunky. Um, so I'm, I'm glad it's within the developer's control to trigger it. Uh, but you're right, deciding where to trigger it is a fairly big deal. You've got to think about the flow through the app um, and where the right place is. In my video mixing app, how I've done this at the moment is I've, I've got um, in the settings screen, which takes you out of the main live performance part. Um, I mean, the live performance part still carries on in the background, so if you're running a show, it's, it doesn't literally stop the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes up with a, a, a table view. You've got um, you know standard kind of settings screen. And off of there, um, there's an option to sort of say feedback and when you, you press on that it then prompts the user with an alert and it says okay do you love using GoVJ um, kind of yes or no um, and if they don't love using the app then it, it goes you know it comes up with a an email box and asks the user can you let us know what's wrong and that goes straight through to support
0: okay that's a good idea
1: if they've told me yeah I love the app then it comes up with another prompt that says, you know, app reviews go a long way to sort of showing us what's going on. Um, we'd love to hear from you over there. And um, prompts a user to then go to the app store to review. So,
0: It's getting chucked out of the app, isn't it? That's yes. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, at that point, they get chucked out of the app. And surprise, surprise, I don't think I've seen any reviews really come from that. No. Um well, don't you just get chucked at the
0: just the stock um, App Store page? Yeah, yeah, you do. And then, as the user, then you have to go and find the leave a review button. Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, so first it's of clunky. all, you, you've
0: got the user's got to find the section in your app to leave the feedback. Then they get chucked out of your app, which is kind of horrible. Yeah. Get chucked into almost you could say the wrong place in the App Store to then leave the review. That's a lot of steps, so and then, it relies on a lot of good work, a lot of goodwill.
1: Yeah, and at that I mean, point, that are they even to interested be... in coming back to your app? It's sort of in terms of focus. Well, um, I can imagine a lot of people with certain types of app once they've done that and it's bounced them through to the app store, they go and do something else.
0: Yeah, I mean that person's got to either seriously love the app to jump through all of those hoops to leave the review, or. Um, is not very happy with you. <laughs> yeah, wants to leave a terrible review.
1: Yeah, so you never get the kind of um, middle of the road sort of reviews either. Um, which actually, there can be a lot of value in kind of you know three or four stars, and I particularly like this one feature. Or yeah, yes, it's a good app. <laughs> and not a lot more reflection than that. But you know, I think you, you immediately end up in a situation where the reviews are sort of quite polarised, mm. um, and that's that's not necessarily that helpful.
0: Yeah, I think one and five are the ones you see the most of. Yeah. I've seen a few three and fours, um, mostly surrounding the Apple Watch, interestingly. That's interesting. Um, in, I mean, the typical... I haven't had a lot of these, so I say typically. I mean, the few that I have had um, said something along the lines of would have been five star or would have been higher. Um, but it's a bit slow. Right. Um, and I think that's basically the Apple watch that yeah. they're taking issue with there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting hit is. on the review front, which is as unfortunate, uh, you yeah, know, it's nothing you can do as I understand yeah. um, where they're coming from. I wouldn't necessarily expect them to understand the difference between the watch and my app. If it's my app they're using and their experience experiencing the slowness there, then, yeah, fair enough. I, you know, just got to take the hit, I suppose.
1: You do, um, um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of um, the current process of bouncing you out of your your iPhone app to the App Store, and then kind of, there is no real proper direction to go. Okay, you you want to review this? Um, Here is how you do it. You do have to find that bit and, and be quite persistent to then go through and leave the review. Yeah, it's a
0: bit gross, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah, so I think if this if this API is kind of giving a better option than that then it's going to be quite quite powerful. Uh um, Yeah,
0: and and you know, it, it looks like it could be super easy for the user and you can put it in the right place. So you might hopefully you'd get around a lot of the uh kind of one star I'm angry that you've asked me so I'm going to give you a one star review. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um it'd be interesting to see if it makes its way to the watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, um, cause, I because mean, on the watch you could certainly give a star rating quite easily, couldn't you?
0: Yeah, very easily. Um, maybe that's something that might come in the, down the road. Yeah. Do you still read any reviews out of interest that you get? Do you keep a, a close eye on it or do you go every...
1: I'd sort of check every week. Um, I don't particularly have a set process for doing it, but it's, it certainly doesn't go longer than about sort of seven to ten days or so before I'll see the review. Um, mm. I get very, very few reviews, and some of that is because I'm, I'm sort of selling small units. Um, and some of that is just people don't take the time, they don't leave reviews. Um, so I think I see something silly like it, it can be 30 or 40 installs before I get a review. Um, so yeah, I, I, I check regularly, but not every day. Um, It just doesn't seem to be much point at the moment.
0: I went through a bit of a phase where it it kind of got a bit. I got a bit full on with it. Yeah, I was checking too often, and it was kind of becoming a bit unhealthy. When there's Um, nothing
1: you can do to respond, I think it's it's quite unhealthy in terms of what you're really going to do with that information. Um, You'd certainly be better off just kind of waiting and then checking the next time you're going over your roadmap and that sort of thing. Um, I think
0: all all it did really was um, just serve to make me feel really lousy. Um, so it come to, it got to the point where uh, I, I would just stop. Yeah. Um, now I've kind of had some time away. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've come back with a more healthy attitude towards it. Um, and I, don't, I try not to take it so personally now. I mean, it still stings. Yeah. They, they, they always do sting when you get a bad one and you know that you maybe weren't at fault, but of course you can't respond. Yeah. And hence why i'm just so pleased that this uh, this new system's going to be the case
1: i just just hope it gives us the the type of ability to to respond that we would really love um i mean i was, I was reading something like are you going to be limited to how many times you can reply or something like that is, is there a limit involved
0: uh, I'm not sure. I think I believe you can edit your responses. So if you say something you might sort of look back on and think, oh I shouldn't have said that, you can um edit I think I'm correct in saying that. Right. Um, I think probably the way I'll play it is try and direct them away from the App Store review comments yep. as a means of communication and try and get them onto onto my sort of typical support channels. Yeah. Um but it's it's still it's still great that you can sort of catch it and get them get them over to your main support channels. Cause that's my biggest issue is I think people are missing missing the, the support channel that I offer yeah. for the exact reason that I think I get a lot of one-star reviews is just sort of a, a bad config on, on their side. Yeah. And, and uh, on, on a, on a fresh install, you have to tick a few boxes and slide a few switches just to make the app even possible to connect.
1: And in, in your circumstance, it would be absolutely the ideal sort of thing to have on the website for your app to have a, you know, this is how you do this kind of how-to. Yeah, Um, yeah. And then if you can direct people directly from the review place all the way over to there and say, okay, we have this explained in our easy guide here. Yeah. It's a good signal to anybody else looking down the reviews page then um, because you might even find that that kind of serves to take people who are having a look at your app to then look at that how-to to then sort of see, okay, am I capable of setting this up? And then they come full circle when they have an install your app to then use as a remote control. Mm. So. Yeah,
0: it's, um, I am I, I hope that it's going get, to get rid of a lot of the one stars because they, they are a thorn in my side at the moment. Um, like you say, like you just said about the, the setup guide, I've, I've, kind of, I've got that. I've got links from the app to that section so if you're having a hard time click here and you can go off and get to the guide. Yeah. Um that being said there's there's still some people that just won't won't see it, won't, you know, and then feel compelled to sort of yell on the reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, broken will not connect that kind of <laughs> I see I see a lot of those rubbish doesn't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it just does nothing for you or anybody else to kind of see that there. Um Yeah. So, yeah, it's really sad. Anything that improves this is is going to be helpful. But, um, like you say, as long as it it is something that you can kind of keep in the flow of the app, um, because, yeah, the last thing you want to do is bounce people out in an even worse way. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get notifications if someone leaves a review. That would be quite useful. Notifications on the iTunes Connect app would be a good place for that for me. Hmm.
0: I mean, that's a whole nother maybe show we could do there about the iTunes connect app. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you use it much? I used to use it quite a bit. Um, um I, I, really I, did and it. I stopped. Um, it's still installed. And the only thing it really does for me now is when my apps go through for updates and those go through review, um, I, I get the push notifications and that's handy. Yeah, that's exactly what I've got yeah. it for. Just, just for that, essentially. Uh, but anything else, I'd sooner log in and just use it through the browser. I, I don't
0: know. I don't know what's going on with it, but I think it might, or my, there might be an issue with my account in that I, I just know those numbers that it's giving me through the app are just wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, do you?
1: Do I you ever find that? I've, I've just found been? that before, um, but then every so often as well, I end up with some real. Head scratching situations in terms of I've seen the activations through Fabric, and then I'll see nothing turn up the next day on iTunes Connect, Um, because my numbers are small in terms of installs. You know, Um, I mean if I get if I get more than an install every couple of days ago, VJ, then I'm I'm, that's quite normal. Um, But then if I see four or five new users on Fabric and nothing the next day in iTunes Connect. It seems a bit wrong.
0: Uh, I'm just looking now, actually. I've just logged in. So in the last seven days, it says I have had six free apps downloaded. Yeah. No, I know for a fact that is utterly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, sort of all my apps are free within-app purchase, so yep. that's that's where they would fall under. But there's no way in the last week I've had six. I've, Where's, where has it got that from? Yeah, is it, is it just broken?
1: It, is there an issue with my account? Is there? Does it show you the same on the websites as it does on the app? No, the website's fine. Right. Yeah, so it's, there's yeah, some it's issues just...
0: there. Um, and then and then if I go because it's got it breaks it down into seven days, the last week, the last two weeks, five weeks, thirteen weeks, twenty six. If I go from seven days where it says six, yep. and that's measuring from the twentieth of Jan to the twenty sixth. Um, then if I go to one week, it says 18. Well, that's wrong as well. (laughs) It's higher, but it's still wrong. Um, So, yeah, I've just given up, essentially.
1: Yeah, aside from those notifications, I find the rest of the app pretty useless for iTunes Connect. (laughs) Um, But, um, no, I mean, there's even a part of iTunes Connect on the app where if I click through, it regularly crashes the app out um let's see. I can't remember exactly where in the app it, it, it is. Um but it um it crashes and then I reload and then it doesn't crash. So I ended up in the sort of habit of kind of loading it once, letting the crash happen, and then loading it back up again. Um Yeah. I, I don't use it as often as as I might do otherwise. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. I have started um, using App Figures. Yep. Have you? Have you used that much?
1: Um, yeah, I have used App Figures. Um, I've got App Annie on the go at the moment as well. Um, I find the there's Don't of, think I've heard of that. Uh, similar sort of concept, I think, um, but it gives me gives me daily reports um, with the info dragged straight out of iTunes Connect. Um, so that that has stopped me from logging into iTunes connect every day to see, um, sort of having like a daily digest email. Oh, uh, right. Is that, is that a paid for service? Um, no, no, that's in the free service for app Annie. Oh, okay. I might've checked that out.
0: I've been using app figures on their free platform. Yeah. Um, which, um, seems to be pretty good. You can log in. I don't get an email or anything from them. I think you have to upgrade for that. Um, but essentially, it's kind of become iTunes Connect for me. Yeah, unless I'm actually submitting an app, I'll, I'll just go there.
1: <laughs> Says far too much about iTunes Connect overall. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I guess they must have a lot of legacy in there that's holding them back, perhaps.
1: I think they do, and I don't want to be you know the show that sort of runs iTunes Connect down all the time, and that I think it's an easy target. But um, yeah, it feels like it feels like it could need some love, you know. Mm. Um, certainly from uh, from the app point of view as well
0: yeah I mean it, it did used to work perfectly it seemed like about a year ago it just did an update um, and I noticed the UI change a little bit so I was like okay cool they've updated it and then just the data was just pure nonsense that was coming through Yeah. Um, so yeah it's a shame well I think that's a pretty good place to uh to wrap up unless you've got any further thoughts
1: um no no i don't i think we can wrap up there
0: cool well that puts uh episode two in the books in that case awesome and uh episode 3 we'll
1: uh we'll record in about a week i think so yep cool great stuff awesome good, good to talk to you as always cheers dave see you on the next one catch you later